Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Clive Anderson. Welcome to My 7 Wonders Live. In this podcast, I ask a special guest to select and talk about the seven wonders of his or her world. This episode is one of several we recorded in front of a live audience at the 2022 Edinburgh Festival Fringe. And the guest who joined me for this recording is a comedian, writer, political commentator, presenter, impressionist and a former political activist. So here we are with an enthusiastic Edinburgh Fringe audience exploring the seven wonders of Matt Ford. Let's talk about your establish your show here, just because that's a kindness to mention it. Uh, so uh, probably people have seen your posters around, but or maybe even seen your show, but what, what's it called? So the show's called Clowns to the Left of Me, Jokers to the Right, mm-hmm. and it sort of sums up how I feel about British politics yeah, at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, sort of in the middle of it all, and, and yeah. morons on every side, really. So uh, I take the mick out of everyone, yes. and uh, on the whole that's fine, although occasionally people get a bit offended oh, and right. I take the mick out of their party but uh, on the whole people yeah. are well it's funny isn't fun. it you can, if you take the mick out of every party the, people only hear that taking the mick out of the one they support because they think the rest of it is, oh he's just talking sense there that's not a joke <laughs> uh, when we come to work how dare you <laughs> well yeah. I always thought it was a great idea I thought, well, if I'd taken the mick out of everyone everyone would be happy but obviously no. it's the opposite yeah. You took the cat of everyone and everyone's annoyed. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember from when your book came out a couple of years ago, you were, you were an enthusiastic, you were a Labour Party supporter, and you were enthusiastic about the Labour Party and uh, politics generally, but then you kind of fell out of love with it and it all went horribly wrong. All the things you supported... I don't know, uh, staying in Europe, Tony Blair, uh, Labour Party not led by uh, uh, Jeremy Corbyn. They were... Uh, yeah, they, you didn't like it was a very difficult time, really. I joined the Labour Party when I was 15. I ended up working for it for a while, and I was always on the moderate centre-left. Yes. Um, and really, the last few years have been very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes, and I think a lot of people felt like that. I think yeah. a lot of people felt on left and right. I mean, you could see it happening in the Tory party as well, that a lot yeah. of moderate, moderate Conservatives didn't feel happy with Brexit or with Boris yeah. Johnson or the sort of populism. It could be worse. You could be a Republican in America <laughs> who's not a Trump supporter, <laughs> seeing your whole party transformed by somebody who never was a Republican but has taken over the, most of the Republican vote. Yes, there is that. I mean, I, I impersonate Donald Trump on Spitting Image, so yes. I, have, I have mixed feelings about whether I want him to win the next election. <laughs> I don't want him yeah. to win, but there is part yeah. of me that, you know... So well, how, what's your take on Trump? How do you do the Trump boys? Well, I started with a kind of... Um, obviously, a lot of people did the very beautiful... Mm. Clive, it's very, very beautiful yeah. people, and there are many of them. Yeah. I always thought it was... Um, I always preferred his sort of raspiness. Yeah. We're going to build it. We're going to do it, folks. And you, you don't believe that, and we're going we're gonna to totally do it, by the way. And that kind of, <laughs> that kind of raspy. <laughs> and then on Spit and Image, because you're, you're voicing a puppet version of a real person. Yes. So actually your fictional version of a real person. So the, the way the puppet looked, I ended up doing it a bit squeakier. Yeah. So I'd make him squeak a bit. i go, Mike, we can't trust these people. They're sneaky. <laughs> and it, it, it's not the noise that he does make, but it's the sort of noise you could totally imagine him making. Oh, you've given it to his puppet. <laughs> exactly. Yes, OK. Um, so, that, so that's put you sort of stopping to work, perhaps in the political system, but taking more taking the fun out of it, or you know, you know, taking the mickey, if that's the way to put it. Yes, I think so. And it, and it comes from a point of respect. I'm not one of these people that thinks they're all corrupt or that they're all liars. Mm. Far from it. I think there are some wonderful people in yeah. politics on all sides. Yeah. And I think the vast majority of people go into it with noble intent. They're phenomenal campaigners. Yeah. And they're blessed with a, a resilience that I think most of us probably don't appreciate. But I think at leadership level, yeah. I, I think we've been failed. Yes. Fundamentally. So, so, profoundly. So you have some serious points to make. As indeed you did, I think, when you were dressing up as a chicken to fo- follow Charles Kennedy around to make fun of him for some reason or other. Well, it was to make the very important point that in the 2004 Leicester South by-election, the Lib Dems were, as our slogan was, 
soft on crime, soft on thugs, soft on drugs. Oh. And the only way to convey this to the people of Leicester South was to have me dressed as a chicken. And yes, okay. <laughs> but Kennedy took it very well. At the end of the campaign, we had yeah. a photo together. And every day when I would emerge, yeah. we'd find out where he was, and I'd have, to, I'd have to burst out the back of this transit van dressed as a chicken. Yeah. And you could barely see through the holes in the masks. I was sort of sweating, just getting pushed around the streets, and I'd sort of cluck in front of him. <laughs> and then he would always, whenever, even when people would take photos, he'd go, uh, I think I ate your uh, father at KFC last night. (laughs) (laughs) You'd always have a couple of lines for him. It's amazing. And he was an idol of mine. I felt so guilty. No, I I liked him. I had a good opening question to him once he came on my show. And uh, he came on in a sort of cheery mood. And I said, oh, Liberal Democrats. What's the point? And uh, <laughs> and, the, and the even better thing is I interviewed him again a few years later, and uh, I thought, oh, no, I can't top that. That's a great interview. So he just came on, and he, and he said, oh, I remember the last time I came on, you said, oh, Liberal Democrats, what's the point? And I said, oh, got an answer yet, then. <laughs> and, uh, although, thank you, Charles, that's perfect. Anyway, um, now, you've mentioned your show, and I'm hoping, you know, that'll add to your audience, but you found an even better way to add your audience. You've set off a Twitter storm. Uh, I don't know if everyone's heard about this you don't like uh, you didn't like a baby in your show uh, man th- crying <laughs> you know what's what about- sort of what sort of monster are you <laughs> <laughs> someone call me king herod So the baby's crying. Didn't you? Couldn't you do your heckler put downs? You could say, "Oh, I was like that when I had my first bottle of milk." You know, something like that. <laughs> oh, you're full. Of, yeah. Just, <laughs> I did. Tr- yeah. I mean, I did incorporate it into yeah. the show, and it is obviously no one is going to cry for comedians. But it, my concern is always the other people in the audience. If there's any ever sort of disruption, so the yeah. baby starts crying. I try to sort of playfully deal with it, yeah. and then the dad just then took it to the back of the room where it was still audible and it sort of yeah. went on and on and I could see people tutting I was like oh god I mean it was all frightfully British it was all very yeah. polite so then I mean it stayed for like 40 minutes and in the end I said I, I think you probably are going to have to leave if that's okay you know <laughs> and then so I tweeted about it the following day just saying if you bring babies to shows and they yeah. cry you know yeah. I mean I've, I'm a comedian I've been on t- Twitter for 10 years and occasionally in an afternoon I think oh that's an amazing joke I can't wait to press send and watch this thing go viral yeah. and it gets like 5 likes and yeah. it disappears one just sort of, please don't bring a crying baby to the show. Yeah. Got like 10 million yeah. views. Yes. Like editorials are being written about it. Phone. I watched yeah. Jeremy Vine yesterday. We're oh, Joe, you're on Jeremy Vine. What Fantastic. Going on? <laughs> so what's going on? People going, oh, he's a... Yeah. You know what's really funny is people... And it's a real lesson. People yeah. who weren't at the show having very strong opinions. Yes. Someone said I was a misogynist. I had to point out it, it was the dad that was with the baby. And they go, well, you probably won anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just the dad and the baby. There weren't two people because they could have kind of taken it in, in turns if there had been two parents or two, two people with the baby. That's a good point. I mean, I, you know what? You know when it's in a dark room yeah. and I, I couldn't quite see that well. Yeah. And obviously the last thing I ever want to do I'm not an edgy comedian, yeah. and I would never want to go in too hard early, and I think that's a real risk. Yes. Is judging whether it's deliberate, or whether, and obviously if it's a crying baby, they're yeah. not heckling the show. <laughs> Maybe it was a rival to you. Brought a baby along, was just prodding the baby every now and then. I think Are the you baby the Perrier Award, or whatever it's called nowadays? <laughs> and you, it's eliminating the competition. Do you know what? I hadn't thought that yeah. it was potential sabotage. Yes. Well, there's some very dodgy sort of operators around these festivals. Not just the comedians, but their agents and managers and yeah. promoters. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was. Yeah. But, but I think it's a, you should take it as a compliment as well, because clearly the dad, if, if it was a dad, uh, wanted to still hear your act. He wasn't saying, oh, the baby's crying. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll go. What's the point? I've, I, I could probably see another comedian tomorrow. No, I really want to hear him. I want to hear what he's, uh, uh, oh, he said. It was a great show. I have no idea uh, what was in it because it was just. Wah, wah, wah. I feel terrible now. Yeah. The guy was a mega fan. Yeah. I've libeled him and slagged him off on Megaphone social Megaphone is what he sounded like. But uh, I, I as, a, as a sort of um, a recovering parent, you know, my children are growing. I, I, but obviously, there was a time when I had uh, three uh, babies. And so now when I hear other people's babies cry, I'm completely relaxed, I think. I'm sympathetic to them. I don't mind. It's not my responsibility. I don't mind even having a go, and you know, which I would never have done before I had babies. I'll see if I can. Say, never usually works, but look, looks as like made an effort. But I've not had to confront that of trying to do a performance with a, uh, except at weddings. Uh, you know, I've been a best man a few times, and there's always a crying baby at the at the wedding. Uh, but uh, usually, people 
Well, if I make a speech, they're glad to leave. But that's... Uh, <laughs> crying adults. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all going, no, there's one going out. Oh, no, I'll take it. Don't worry. There's, there's, there's seven of them go out with the same baby. <laughs> How about that? Oh. Let's get on with your wonders. Let's start your wonders. So some very good wonders and some slightly mysterious ones are on here. But your first one is curry. Oh. Yeah. I mean, food, obviously, is great. So I, I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a basic, isn't it? It's a, it <laughs> food is very much bread and butter of our existence, isn't it? It is, it? yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I, and I just thought, it's my favourite food. Yeah. It's the food I think about the most. And I think when you're in the mood for a curry, mm. nothing else does... You know, sometimes you think, oh, fancy a takeaway. And you could yeah. be convinced to have a pizza yeah. or a Chinese or whatever. When you need curry, nothing else will do the trick. And I find I get a natural high off it. Yeah. I actually feel... <laughs> that part of my brain tingle. Yes. Specifically there. I yeah. can touch the well, bit. Well, I, get I can, like certainly. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get like a natural... Bo- I mean, it makes me feel so happy yeah. and so alert. Yeah. And there's something about the pain is kind of part of the pleasure. There's a sort of sadistic All right. element to it. Yeah. You, like do you think you might be addicted to... Uh, I mean, it's a sort of the spice or whatever. There Definitely. might be something in it that you're... You know, it's not the worst thing to be addicted to, but it might be a gateway drug to, to uh, <laughs> other things. I, uh, I remember yeah. once I ordered... Because um, I was never into hot food at all. Yeah. I remember having a bowl tea and it burned my mouth for days. And I, I was humiliated by yeah. my friends. And then for years I didn't touch it. And then I remember thinking, I'm going to have to try this. And then I got very quickly progressed up the, the scale. Yes. And was having madrasas all the time. Yeah. And I thought, I will just try a vindaloo. And I loved it. Oh, right. I remember one night ordering a Vindaloo on Just Eat, and the, the order didn't go through. I was oh, so I ordered one from another curry house. Anyway, yeah. the Vindaloo arrives. I polished it off, and then the doorbell rang. Yeah. And it had gone through. You had another Vindaloo. Yeah, and I ate oh. it. And uh, uh. I mean, the, the following day is one of the worst days of my life. Yes. <laughs> but in that moment, yes. my God. Yeah. I feel about curry. You know when you see those documentaries about the 60s, about Woodstock, or about the 90s, where everyone's talking about how much drugs they were doing? I'm yeah. like... I'm like that with curry. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I was just going for it, man. I was having like yeah. bolties, gel phrases, anything yeah. that was going, I would just put it in me. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you've me- you mentioned a variety of dishes. Is there one particular the favourite, or is it just anything that's a bit hot and spicy with a sloppy sauce <laughs> and, and some sort of meat swimming around in it? Yeah, I like... Um, well, if the meat's swimming, I've definitely gone to the wrong place. But yeah. uh, I think... Um, <laughs> well, it shows it's fresh. <laughs> yeah, it could be fish. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I would have... Uh, I think chicken madras is the ideal one. OK. Because vindaloo... I, d- I like the heat, but I, it, it, for me, it doesn't have the flavour. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas madras has that nice tangy tomato in it. And I make a madras at home from scratch. Oh, right. Um, which I love doing. I make a halloumi madras. Because I went to the supermarket and I wanted to make paneer, but yeah. I didn't have any. So I just bought halloumi instead, and it's way better because it's saltier. All right. Okay. So if you, do it with, if you make curries. Oh, well, that's making it yourself. That's that's good. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind doing a bit of cooking, but that and I have done something approaching a curry, but it didn't seem to come out quite right. That can be knocked up in in your local takeaway seems uh, even better. You know, just uh, it's quite hard to match that level of, you know, maybe generations of skills. Well, that's stuff. right. Yeah, uh, it, it is quite hard to get close to the mm. takeaway flavour. Yeah. I think what you need is, and I've never dared use it, ghee, which is the oh, Indian yeah. butter they use that is really yeah. high in fat. Yeah. I've used coconut. Butter. Yes. I feel like I've made this very serious, but I genuinely. No, no, this, we're I turning it look... slightly into a cooking program. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to pick up on one thing you said is that, you know, uh, nowadays when uh, you, know, you can have things delivered, some things deliver better than others. Yes. And, and certainly Indian food, and we call that generally, works well delivered. Whereas I find sometimes, especially with my children, they say, oh, let's get a pizza delivered. I hate a pizza. I love the pizza in a, in a pizza place when they bring it from the oven to you they put it in a box and on the back of a scooter and drive around a few wrong addresses and bring it. it's already disgusting it's just and it's just basically soggy cheese on on toast which is what it is or yes. cheese on bread um so that that doesn't work and even chinese food i think isn't quite as good when delivered as, as you would get it you know straight off the the pot or whatever yeah i mean you know what I, I, with chinese is now I, i'd be tempted to go to an all you can eat yeah I, and I checked on Uber Eats the other day, and one of my all-you-can-eat Chinese is on there, and I thought, how does do I does the guy have to keep going back? Yeah, <laughs> for me, like, yeah. surely I can't just like. Keep oh, you keep sending the. <laughs> yeah. oh. oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, yeah. but I think yeah. you're right. Stone-baked pizzas don't travel. No, so you need to get like a Domino's, a Papa John's, or a Pizza Hut, really, with a thick base. But I suppose you, the sort of age you are, this is just normal that there are you know 25 <laughs> different nationalities of food available at. 
not 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 you know it's new to have it at the click of a button but that's always been available in city centers and every little town every little village has got a chinese restaurant maybe an indian restaurant that's just normal to you but i i can remember it sort of developing when i was a child that we didn't have those kind of things so you didn't eat those things and that, then eventually it's everywhere so what did you have? We had, we had hardly anything. It was uh, red. <laughs> yes. well, we, 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 uh, I think we, we hardly ever ate out. And, uh, and uh, we might have fish and chips. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that was, that was the, the height of oh. it, really. <laughs> But nothing scratches it. Like, yeah. the smell of salt and vinegar on yes. chips yeah. is one of the best smells in the world. Yeah. Or if I'd, oh. I lived in London, but if my father been up here, he came to because he was Scottish, he would come back with those pies, you know, those pies you get at football matches, a mutton pie, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we regard as a delicacy <laughs> in our house. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't even dream of trying to make one of those, because God knows what goes into it. <laughs> it's a recipe handed down very carefully. Matt, I mean, I would love to make my own. Haggis, I think, is one of the best foods in the oh, world. Oh, haggis is very good. I'm yeah. obsessed with it. Yeah. I love the texture of it, the richness, the, oh man. Mm. You know what? I went to a bagel place the other day around here and I had a haggis bagel. Yes. And it was haggis, a hash brown, melted cheese and caramelised onion. Oh, right. <laughs> and it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, like deep yeah. self-loathing afterwards. This is not... <laughs> This is not the hay diet, is it? It's, uh, it's the, hey, do you really want to have all that diet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, oh, okay, so, oh. car- so curry, and, curry. And, and it will appear all foodstuffs yeah. is a wonder of the world as far as you're concerned. Oh, I, I used to have on my laptop screensaver a picture of a chicken madras. Yeah. I would find it. You know, sometimes people have like a picture of an exotic island that one day they'll go yeah. on holiday to. I just have like pictures of curry to get me through the day yeah. to inspire me. This is getting spooky now. So. <laughs> um, I'll think of you now as uh, Matt Dress Ford. Um, now, so curry. So good opening, I wonder if I may say so. In a completely different area now, the smell of a church. Oh, man. Yeah. I, a lot of mine, I think, are quite sensory. So smells and... I almost put the smell of Edinburgh, and I didn't want the audience to think I was being too, like, yeah. kind of panda. But... Yeah. The smell of Edinburgh, that malting smell in the morning oh, right, when the yeah. breweries are doing the thing. Yes. I just, that smell is beautiful. And the smell of, I think of all the smells in the world, a church, like the cold stone, the sweet wood, yeah. the sort of old incense. There's a mixture of lovely smells yeah. in there. They're always quite cool. They're never that hot. No, that's true. And I used to go to church a lot. Um, my mum was a nun before she had me. Oh, right. So, <laughs> that's not the why she left. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I gave up for you. <laughs> I oh, could be no. heaven. No, I could be the right hand of the Pope, but for you coming up. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she was a nun. So, yeah, so yeah. she was a Catholic nun for 15 years, and then yeah. she left and became a nurse and had me. So we went to church as kids, and I was an altar boy and stuff like that, and, yeah. and loved it. But I, I got a lot of allergies, and incense used to set off my hay fever. <laughs> my career was cut short. Yeah. But um, even though well, a lot of kids would be rather pleased about that, so, <laughs> no, I can't come to church. But I'd love to. I'll have to pray at home because of because of the incense. And you know, I can't be sneezing. I'll be crying. And you know how the priest hates it when they're crying. So there's a kid crying, <laughs> trying to do a, trying to do a good sermon, or you know, handing out the wafers. What well, you know? Sorry. Go, go, go. So, so is it a nostalgic thing for, does it have to be, let's say, a Catholic church that has the same, or could you go into one of those English churchyards, not churchyards, yeah. churches in a little village, which are, they also have a sort of smell, oh, it would yeah. be a different smell, really. I think the older ones I prefer, it was a Church of England church we went to, um, I was sick on the altar once because I hadn't had my breakfast, and I projectile okay. vomited on the, we stopped going shortly after that, but... Um, yeah. uh, I think the old old ones. I think modern churches don't have the same smell. Enough, they've got a carpet. Yes. Okay. I mean, even though I'm an atheist, I'm like, make the effort. You want like cold stuff. Yes. I mean, some of the churches around here must smell amazing. <laughs> yes. Other ones that are a thousand years. Or Westminster Abbey smells great. Yeah. Old marble tiles, stone, wood, incense is like the sort of magic. Yeah. And obviously, just the way they're built, they're built. You know, when you're in them, yeah. you're meant to feel a sort of connection, aren't you? Yeah. It works the way the light comes through. So I think whenever, I, if ever I'm in a church or a wedding or a funeral or anything, I, I find it very nostalgic. Yeah. Yes. I, I, uh, you know, you get all these scented candles. Why don't like Airwick do a kind of? Ch- you know what? Actually, uh, this is too kind of the other way. But yeah. a, a, whenever I, sp- yeah. <laughs> whenever I smell, you know, when a certain smell of urine when it's like really, like a lot of Edinburgh pubs have it. Yes. <laughs> it's like old urine it's not fresh do you know what I mean I find that it reminds me of going to football matches as a kid yeah. 
<laughs> I always text you yeah. about to get to football with my yes. granddad. So yeah. it, was like, it sort of triggers this really positive response. Marcel, uh, Marcel Proust had the smell of a lovely little, you know, sweet cake. That brought his memories rushing back. But you, it's your granddad's urine. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Let's, just, let's, let's do a bit more on the church, because that's mm. um, um, I, I'm pursuing the idea that those little, lo- not Westminster Abbey, but lo- lonely little churches, which yes. is just the smell of somebody's been polishing every week. There's maybe the flower, the new flowers, and maybe some dead flowers as well. And then the dust coming off old hymnals. or uh, my, it, it, that They all have a smell, evocative. Uh, uh, so I wonder, do you tour around? Play? When you're touring, would you go and just pop into a church of, of whatever denomination just to... Uh, um, Breathe it in, literally. Breathe uh, yeah, it. I, sh- I should make it clear I'm not a church sniffer. No. I don't sort of go out of my way to get yeah. this hit. Um, but asked to come up with your seven wonders, number two <laughs> is the smell <laughs> of a church. So to that extent, you are a church sniffer. Yes, I am, yeah. 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 I, 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 in a way, I guess I'd miss it because I've been to church for a while, but I, I, okay. I would go. You know what? Maybe I should make the effort. But then if I go in and the priest says, Oh, are you, what am I going to say? I'm just here for the smell. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could just confess that and say, I confess I'm only here for the smell. And uh, I am committing the sin while I'm confessing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it is a great smell, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I think so, yes. I just think there's a lot of smells I like. Yeah. Fresh laundry is a classic, isn't it? Yeah. Freshly cooked grass. Football stadiums have a lot of smells. Burgers, fried onions, yeah. lager, grass. That, that, that's a lot of piss all in one. That's like that. Yes. That's a lot of them. Cigarette smoke I like, even though I don't smoke anymore. I love the smell of any smoke. Bonfires. You know in the winter where, whether it's wood-burning stoves or farmers burning stuff in the distance, I just love yeah. it when you come out your front door in the morning, it's a crisp morning, you get that yes. smell of smoke. Right. Oh, such a, I think I'm... Uh, I think I'm basically a dog. I think I basically just think of like food and smells. Well, I think dogs have like a thousand times better sense of smell. So you'd you'd really enjoy being a dog, wouldn't you? God, I'd love it. You'd you'd be like a dog with two tails, if you or two noses. (laughs) All right. So okay, that the smell of church is good, but that seemed to open up. You know, everything is expanding with you. You start with curry, it's all food. Start with the smell of a church, it's all smells, you seem to like, or a lot of rather weird ones. So, the next wonder, though, is the city ground Nottingham. Yes, so that's the home of Nottingham Forest Football Club. Yes. And I know, it's, uh, some people think football's terribly immature, and in a way it is, but there's some, I, I have a thing about places, you know, they mm. are, when you've gone back to place time and time again, you remember the first time you went as a child and it makes a real impact yeah. on you. I think there are very few things... Really, football's probably the most intense sport we have and it's the most popular sport yeah. in this country. To go to a football match as a kid is overwhelming. Mm. I remember going to my first game when I was seven, I stood on the terraces, which I was petrified about. And, uh, I mean, you've never seen 20,000 people all in one place before as a kid. Yeah. And you've certainly not heard them shouting the things they're shouting. Yes. And then your proximity to... You know, I grew up... I was born in 1982, so I missed... Football fans will know Nottingham Forest were champions of Europe for a while, just before I was born, yeah. and Brian Clough was manager, and I missed that. But uh, when I was growing up, Stuart Pearce was captain of Nottingham Forest, Brian Clough was manager, we were a big club, we got to finals regularly, and to be close, it was the first time that I'd seen, I remember the World Cup in 1990, and really being turned on to football, and then the following year I started going to games, and the thought that I could, within walking distance from my home, yeah. see Stuart Pearce, yes. and be near him, and see him do his thing, on, on, on a football pitch is huge. Mm. And particularly night games where the mist does roll in from the trend and, and under the floodlights. It's more than just, oh, you're watching 22 men kick a ball about. Yeah. It's, uh, you're, you're overwhelmed by sound and by people and by all sorts of things and just stardom and, mm. and hopes and dreams and fun and joy and, and yeah. despair. You know, yeah. it's and mad. shouting obscenities at like, <laughs> the away, exactly. away fans. Or having, that, you're, so you were right in the middle of the, of the dark days of football, really, weren't you, when things were going a bit, a bit wrong? Yeah, know? I remember who, I mean, petrified. I think anyone who's ever, I always made me laugh when you got, there was a period of time where football hooliganism was portrayed quite a lot. Mm. There were a lot of hooligan films around with Danny Dyer and stuff like that, mm. and they are funny films. But I think a lot of people think it's, kind of a bit of a lark like it's a bit of a hobby when you've actually seen it yes. even from a distance it's the scare like anything like if you're in a pub and a fight breaks out yeah. not really good fun you, no. there's a cold terror to this stuff sure. when you actually see it that, you know it's like, it's like seeing any sort of fight it, it, you don't get the noises that you hear on the telly no it, and it all happens in much more confusion and it's much worse than carnage a, than a, than a portrayed in some fictional thing. Yeah, people don't sort of get back up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I like football, so I understand, but there's, there's going to be a proportion of people in this audience who 
either don't like football, they might not be interested in uh, Premier League or English League football. So, so we just better just summarise. So you missed the glory days. But unbelievably, I mean, it's almost impossible to imagine that Nottingham Forest managed to win two European Cups, yeah. the equivalent of the Champions League now, uh, which is not possible really for a small... It's the equivalent of, of course, Leicester winning the Premier League was sort of almost as uh, surprising. Yes. And it, it really came down to the fact that they hired Brian Clough and yeah. Peter Taylor as a sort of duo. And with, with that, he was magically able to make them play better than all the, the big clubs uh, around. He was a genius. And I think, obviously, at the time, he was probably one of the biggest stars in Britain. He was on yeah. Frost, he was on Parkinson. He transcended football yeah. because he was so charismatic. He was a socialist and had a, a real social conscience. But he, he was a controversialist good. as well. He liked Absolutely. Yeah. You, know, you know, I'd stir it. But people liked him, fundamentally. I think yes. he was very, very popular. And I was lucky enough to meet him. I was a mascot for a Forest game just before... So in the, 30 years ago, the first season of the Premier League... Yeah. And we got relegated, and he, he was an alcoholic, and drink had really yeah, started yeah, to yeah. severely affect him. And his face was red raw. And I met him, and I was a very nervous young boy with, and I was, I had eczema on my face. <laughs> and he went, "Bloody hell, son, you are an ugly bugger." <laughs> oh. I was like nine years old. I was like, oh, meeting this colossus. Yes. I said, "Oh, it's, he goes, what's that?" He goes. What's that? He goes, what was it he said? He said, um, what have you, he goes, what's that on your face? He goes, what have you been doing all day? Headbutting pizzas? <laughs> I said, it's Hexma, Mr. Clough. He goes, come into the physio's office. I think, I think we've got something for it. I go in there, Roy Keane and Nigel Clough are like having their legs done by the physio. I'm like, this yeah. is over. Half of them are naked as well. Like as a kid, it's, oh, bit, yeah. uh, what's oh. going And, um, <laughs> what's this? <laughs> gives me this stuff called Betnovate, which is very strong steroid cream. Yes. And it works a treat. Yeah. And I had to go and see the doctor regularly. And uh, the next time I go, and I'm, I'm a primary school age kid, I used to have to go with my mum. And he said, oh my God, have you taken wheat out of your diet or dairy? I said, yeah. no, I've got this stuff, Betnovate. He says, you cannot put it on your face. Yeah. It's steroid based. Yeah. It was developed on horses. It, it, it could cause skin cancer. Yeah. Where on earth did you get it? I said, Brian Clough gave it me. <laughs> <laughs> this GP went, yeah. you met Cluffy? Yeah. <laughs> My mum was like, is his face going to drop off? Like, is there anything we can do about this? But then I met him years later, and I've still got a photo. It's my most prized possession of him hugging me on that day in his famous green jumper. Yeah. And years later, when he brought his autobiography, I queued up, and I had the photo with me. Mm. I said, oh, can you sign that as well, please, Mr. Clough? Yeah. And he, he looked at it, and he, he looked up at me, and he went, oh, I was a lot better looking back then. Yeah. So were you, you fat bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Sort of amazing. Give me two amazing yes. memories. Well, I've got a memory of him. I interviewed him once on television. Yes. And, and as he came on, he punched me in the stomach. Uh, <laughs> and it, it wasn't such a big punch that, you know, you know, I bent over and was in pain. But it wasn't so soft that it would be just like, hello. So uh, I thought, oh, that's interesting. What it must be like to be like a... Like you're a 17-year-old being managed by him and he did something crazy like that. So we carried on. It was a, it was a mildly controversial interview because something he said, but, like, but not time to go into that because that's really my story. But, yeah. So anyway, so you come from Nottingham. Uh, you, you, you live near the ground. Yeah. All of us must remember, we mustn't call it Notts Forest. It's, it's Nottingham Forest. That's right. So it's Notts County and Nottingham Forest. And of course, uh, just as, as for anybody who's not following the ups and downs of the Premier League, which has just resumed in England, and you, you are back in the Premier League after yeah. how long have you been? out and 23. wallowing 23 years yeah, not since 1999 so your your formative years your your peak years <laughs> you you've, you've been still going along but having to watch play lesser clubs but now they're going to be against you know Manchester City well Manchester United but they're going you know past you <laughs> downwards uh, you know Liverpool all the big Arsenal you know all the uh, the top clubs you're going it's to very exciting I mean I, I, for most of my life we've been terrible uh, for a period of time we're in the third division League One as yeah. they call it to make you feel better about the fact that you're yeah. Yes. Like you're going to be fooled. Oh, we're in League One. Oh, we can't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're quite good after yeah. all. <laughs> you know, it's nonsense. Yeah. But to be back is just so special. So it's yeah. a very exciting time. All right. OK. So uh, a wonder of the world, the city ground, Nottingham. I, I must admit, I've never been there. Is it a particularly fine stadium? Was it, you've been there a long while. I see you. Nottingham Forest have mm. been there a long while. So is it quite old and creaky? Or has it been tarted up and made to be suitable for a top-line club? It's, it's been mildly... I don't think it's been redeveloped since 1993, so for 30 years it's had no work on it, which given so many clubs have moved to new stadiums yes, in that yeah. time. And one of the stands, the oldest one, the touchdown one, is very, very stumpy, yeah. and that's going to be redeveloped. But what's amazing about it is it's that stand, those dugouts, those dressing rooms are the ones that Clough worked all his magic in. Yeah. The seats 
actually a lot of them haven't been replaced yes. since we were champions of Europe. So there's an amazing film called I Believe in Miracles and whether you're into football or not, it's just a very great, it's this yeah. amazing story, very well told and told with a real sense of yeah. humour. And it's about Forrest winning the European Cup and the club having been a second division yeah. team. And I went to the premiere of it and they did it at the stadium yeah. and they sold out the Trent end behind the goal and they put this huge screen and what was mad you're watching this footage yeah. and really you're, you're watching it at yes. that hasn't changed yeah. that much so, so he's in loads of films coffee because uh, there's his time at Leeds which yes. wasn't successful which is a great uh, great book and a, f- a film as well it's slightly fictionalised but yeah. can, can you do Clough can you do his voice it I think I proved earlier that it was a fairly shaky <laughs> one, but he, he had, Clive, a, a, a lovely sort of northeast accent that would occasionally come through, but very slightly conceited way of talking. Yeah. You know, yes. he, he loved the sound of his own voice, yeah. as I would have done if I sounded like that. He's got a beautiful yes. voice. Okay. When did you first discover you could do other people's voices? Was it, did you, are you, you know, taking off the teachers at school, or, or only when you had a prospect of a job and getting into <laughs> politics it was teachers mm. and football uh, it was basically whatever I watched yeah. it was like a parrot really I just mm. repeat what was ever on the telly so because it was football some of my earlier ones were people like John Motson and Alan Hansen yes I remember meeting Motson as a kid at a forest game and I sort of impersonated yeah. him at school and my mate said oh you should do your impression yeah. of Motson to him yeah. so I went up to get my autograph and I went to Interesting enough, John, this is the second time we've met in many seasons. Yeah. You may remember the first encounter, a home game against Everton, where Stuart Pearce scored the only goal of the game. And he just went, is that so? <laughs> Amazing. It was so good he didn't notice it. Somebody was talking in an ordinary voice for once. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Your next wonder is water. Oh, man. You know what? I love it in every way. Yeah. There's not a single thing about it I don't like. I love it when it rains. I love being near puddles, lakes, ponds, rivers, the sea. If I'm near water, I have to touch it. I love a shower. I love a bath. I drink, I would say I drink at least 10 pints of water a day. All right. The flavour of it. People think I'm winding them up when I say my favourite drinks water. I'm like, it tastes, and especially up here. Yes. The best, I mean, one of the the many wonderful things about Scotland, but the tap water here is so good. Yeah. That it, the, I mean, so, the softness of it, is that what you like? Is that, it almost yeah. tastes sweet. Yeah. And it gets really cold. I mean, I live in London where it's like thick. Yeah. <laughs> thick, warm water. Yeah. Oh, well, I think somebody reckoned that uh, water passes through seven people on its way from the sort of top of the tap. <laughs> so it shows it's healthy, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just, I, I love yeah. it. I love the smell of it. I love yeah. the smell of the rain. I love the sound of the rain. Yeah. I love getting wet. It, it, my girlfriend always texts me, I think, if we go to the seaside, I have to, like, go and touch it. All right. If I go to, like, a river, yeah. I have to... I went to Loch Ness as a kid and put four bottles in and kept them. Yes. Uh, Loch Ness water. Yeah, yeah, I just kept it on my, yeah. like, shelf. I just... Look, there's something about... I mean, obviously, <laughs> this sounds really thick, but uh, on, uh, in weaker moments... I think, you know what, I can sense almost in my DNA that we evolved out of the water. Because I'm so desperate to get back in there. All right, yeah. It must be like something that's hardwired into me. Yes. I had a dog like you once. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> big forester. <laughs> no, it was a Newfoundland dog. You know, those big uh, hairy dogs. And she was a very, she was an unusual dog. She was a bit scared of everything, even though she was the biggest dog had ever come near. And it was, it was quite difficult. I had a West Highland white at the same time who was scared of nothing, <laughs> nothing, and nobody, and ran towards trouble. She would want to run home. But the only time she was happy, literally, it was any sort of water, and she would just go in. And the, and if you went in swimming in a lock or a sea or anything, she would come in with you and save you, uh, whether you wanted to be saved or not. And she, would, she would drag you out with scratchy board and web feet and everything. But that, so she was only really came alive in the water. So you're. You're, I think of you now as a Newfoundland dog. You're, in fact, my view of you is changing so rapidly in the course of this, uh, this uh, conversation about wonders. Uh, I'm, I reckon this is a good format for, for exploring people's psychology. Uh, I, 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 anyway, I, I'll tell you that as well. I think we all like water. It is a, v- yeah. a valuable thing. You can put out fires. We can drink it. We can swim it. Are you a good swimmer as well? Is that Not really, no. And the chlorine aggravates my eczema. But uh, yeah. salt water, man. Salt water, oh, the right. sea is just like... And, I almost put red wine on there, but I didn't want to have things that were too similar. And obviously, water is the main ingredient yeah. in lager and things. So, yeah. it, it, as a base thing, you know, it, yes. it leads to all sorts of other wonderful things. Yes, and it uh, does that extraordinary trick of freezing from the top downwards rather than the bottom upwards, which allows yeah. things to live in frozen ponds. Yeah, you know, you know where yeah, I didn't even think about well, that. So, yeah. so the ordinary, the ordinary course of things, as things get colder, they get heavier, and the 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 ice should form on the bottom of a pond yeah. and grow up. But in, but at four degrees centigrade, uh, the it, the starts getting lighter, and ice is lighter than water. It's why it floats in your in your drink, and it's uh, it's something to do with the shape of the. They've now worked out the shape of the uh, what are the molecules of the and oxygen and two. They're not in a straight line, and for some reason that means as they settle down, it becomes lighter. I must admit, I'm not fully on top of this. <laughs> uh, but it's, it, when I first learned about this, it was, uh, it was a mystery. Why does this happen? Has God put this in specially so we can have ponds? But it turns out it was more scientific than that. <laughs> and, uh, but but, it, but it's, a, it's a sort of a fluke of nature. Uh, that, but obviously the world would be just differently de- designed around it if it did, yeah. it did it a different way. But plants can live underwater and frogs and stuff. Anyway, that wasn't your interest. It's just, no, it's a, it's just a thing. You've just got a reaction to it. So, fifth wonder is Amazon Prime. Oh, man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't be- Sometimes when I'm enjoying Amazon Prime, I can't believe I was ever a member of the Socialist Worker Party. I'm like, this is, this is everything I was against. <laughs> so, people on zero hours contracts... <laughs> Getting 20 pence to deliver the thing and uh, pulling their hair out if you're not in or chuck it. Anyway, but you like having stuff delivered. That that part of it is bad. Um, The convenience of it is incredible. I mean, I can't believe... I've ordered stuff on Amazon Prime in London that's arrived that day. Yes, yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. It's great that stuff can arrive like that. I try and do it as ethically as possible by, like, ordering all the same things at the same time rather than having, like, loads of packages come. But until a few years ago, I think I was a late developer in terms of Amazon I never really used it and yeah. going, you got to buy it. I hate shopping I hate yeah. going to the shops yeah. for anything I don't even like going to grocery shopping I'd rather just do it online and have it delivered yeah. well maybe with fresh stuff I like to see what yeah. I'm buying first but clothes shopping I mean I think most blokes hate it yeah. I hate trying to you know what I don't understand is I get that different brands would have a different large or extra large yeah. depending on what they're but if a waist size the number is a measurement in inches. Yes. I go to different shops and I'm like a 36 in one, a 40 in another, yeah. 38. I'm like, well, I'm not putting on and losing weight on the walk from TK Maxx to <laughs> yes, yeah. Primark. Like, what yeah. is going on? I, don't, I think they sort of flatly work. I don't think they exist in quite the same form, but Gap, I used to have, like, buy chinos from Gap, and, yeah. and, the, and the inch number on that was at least two inches smaller than my actual waist. Uh, but it's sort of flattering. Oh, this is great. Yes, I go. Oh, yeah. yes, that's yeah. a good point. Maybe. I don't know. You know what? Gap is one of those things. This is such a sad admission. But um, when I was about 18, I used to walk past Gap in Nottingham and think, God, it's so cool. And I loved all the adverts and that. Yeah. But it was very expensive. And I was working in part. I just couldn't afford it. And one day, I always promised myself one day I would buy myself a Gap hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> you have ambition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Three months ago, I bought myself a Gap hoodie. And I was like, I was, I'd remember it being really expensive. So I was like, this yeah. is going to be a lot of money. Yeah. But I, I'm in a position now where I can treat myself to Gap hoodie. Yeah. It was 25 quid. <laughs> Now, obviously, that's a lot. I'm not saying that. But well, I was like, why have I put it off? I could have had it. 
10 years yeah. of Gap hoodies. Well, I could have been, yeah, and um, anyway. Well, the like, prices have probably come down because they're not yeah. on the high street anymore. Because I think some clothes you want to see before you order. Because you, you order it and then you send it all back. That's sort of a bit of a, bit of a pain, isn't it? Yeah, but I just order it on Amazon Prime and just type yeah. in like jeans. Yeah. And you click buy and then jeans yeah. arrive. Oh, this is great. Like, I just hate yeah. dressing rooms. They're too small. I, always, I sweat very easily. So then I'm sort of clammy and mm. I'm like, ugh. Yeah. And then it, uh, they're always really loud. Yeah. It, it makes me feel very self-conscious. It makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. But if I'm sat at home ordering it, I can try them on Fine, in the yeah. comfort of my yeah. flat. And it, they've got everything on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Hoovers. Yeah. You can buy a Hoover, sellotape, Jelly tots. Yes. I mean, what more do you want out of life? <laughs> I know. I, I know. And it's it's just kind of forced other people to up their game because so many shops. I'm not particularly thinking about somewhere like John Lewis, but you order something from them. It was like, oh yes, there's a 12 week uh, lead time on that. <laughs> well, what are you doing in that 12 weeks? Just s- speed up for a bit. So, uh, yeah. He can wait. Because <laughs> <laughs> they've all had to react. And so, but are you concerned with your political opinions? So Jeff Bezos, oh, yeah. who's, his money's down a bit at the moment, uh, but he's down to his last 177 billion pound dollars. Sorry, only dollars. So so let's call. I mean, he's him and you know Elon Musk and Bill Gates and all sorts of people. The the way the structure is now developed, they've got. They come, they've got nothing to do with the, their money. And Bill Gates is at least giving it away. But they, yeah. you know, oh, well, let's go to the... I'll go on a moonshot then. I'll go up on a rocket. Oh, it's a million pounds. I don't care. Oh, I'll buy Nottingham Forest Football Club. Oh, I'll give it away. You know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> to, 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 the way the economics... We're, we're turning ourselves into a medieval society with the king and 30 yes. barons at the top and everyone else living in hovels. I mean, it's... Uh, it, obviously, that does deeply concern me. I don't like Jeff Bezos. And I'm a terrible hypocrite for enjoying Amazon Prime and yeah. giving it a platform on this. But as yeah. you say, he's down to his last £177 billion and yeah. I just wanted to help out, spread the yes. word and okay. get people back on there. Well, Elon Musk has got £209 billion. It's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, they are a pair of... Bill Gates is great because, like yeah. you say, he does a lot of good for the world. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Bezos and Musk just want to blast themselves into space. I mean, I don't mind. It's the fact that they come back that annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but do you like... I'm going to get a picture of you now. You, you get your curry delivered, you get the Amazon Prime delivered. At least you're drinking water to... Uh, you probably have that delivered as well, because you get everything delivered now. These adverts say you can... Oh, have you forgotten the butter and the eggs and, and, and some mustard? Oh, you just call up somebody, certainly in you know, big cities, and they'll 20 minutes later they'll bring it... Yeah. We're, not, we're not going to do anything anymore. Oh, if you can't be bothered to go and buy milk on the way home... Uh, no, that is true. I mean, I, I was never in favour of online shopping. No. Um, but my girlfriend was always like, we never have enough stuff in, hmm. so let's just do a big online shop every week. And I was like, we'll just buy a load of stuff we don't need. Yes. Um, but it is great, having just like, a load of groceries arrive oh, Saturday know. morning. Sorry, sorry about the, all, the, the opposite case. I'm not here to do sort of cross-examine, but isn't there something just mildly more interesting about life to actually go to a supermarket, talk to some people, oh, see something, than sitting at your screen again and go clicking? You, you, that's your life for sitting at the screen, writing jokes or, or sending emails. But to, now shopping is sitting at the... There's now everything's done by a screen. Then people go to the moon. It's banks of people looking at the screen, people selling. There's just screens. Look. Do something that doesn't... It? Sorry, I'm... I'm <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I do, st- I do yeah. still go to the supermarket. <laughs> thank, you, thank, you, thank you. I do still go. Yeah. 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 What I do, I like to go there, yeah. see what they've got, go home and order yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it started... Amazon started as a book-selling thing, and it sort of threatened to get rid of books, which it did to a large extent. But I think books have fought back a bit, because there is still a joy of going and rustling through the books. And oh, yeah. The books have fought back against those various tablets and screens on, on there as well. They're kind of surviving, but so much as being driven off out of the world by because yeah. uh, we want the convenience of being able to buy everything online but also have a nice little shop to go to and somebody making money but you can't have uh, both it turns out that's true I am single-handedly killing the high street no you're not we're, we're Sorry, all Clark. together doing it we're all <laughs> but, but you're doing it a particular way now you're, you're, you're proselytising on behalf of Amazon Prime oh god yeah, I bet you're on a cut now the <laughs> now we're, we're, the next wonder though is ironing Oh man! Now, how does this get onto anybody's list of wonders? Oh, I, yeah. Ironing gives me such pleasure. <laughs> is it? No. Is anybody moved? To say yes, and me. I agree. Oh yes. yes. Thank you. Room one hundred and one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Please I, don't shout out the names of other formats when people. <laughs> 
talk about things they like or dislike. <laughs> but yeah, remember, it, it that more naturally belongs in things that we got, want to get rid of. Oh, no, I love it. Who invented ironing? That, that's the person I want to go back in time and say, look, all their verse of things, in, more than everything in the domestic situation, have now been improved in the, in the olden days, in, not that much older, but certainly 100 years ago, to wash stuff at home mm. if you, it was, was hard. You had to boil the water, have a, then you had to scrub at it, then to dry it, it was difficult. But that's all been improved by washing machines and tumble dryers and all things, that, same as hoovering is improved. But ironing remains exactly the same as it was. I don't know, there may be some other ways of doing it, but largely if you want to do it yourself, you've got to get a hot iron and yep. rub it over. But who invented doing it? Why can we all agree to have crinkly clothes? And then uh, who said, oh, no, look, I look better. Look at Michael. How do you do that? Oh, well, I get a hot iron thing and I rub it. Oh, well, it's certainly good. Does that take long? No, no. And it takes about 10 minutes per shirt or whatever. It, uh, well, how long does it take? Takes long. I, I find it very difficult to do. But uh, Get a good steam iron. Got a, yes. Get a good ironing board. Yeah. And that will do the work for you. And it just No, clamps. it doesn't do the work for you. Yeah. <laughs> For a start, you've got to fight to get the board up, and oh. then you've got to f- fill up the iron, and then you go, oh, brown stuff has come out the bottom. What's, what's happening there? Ah. You do have to descale it regularly. Yeah, oh, thank you. That's a, yes. that's a, I, I blame water for that. That's <laughs> <laughs> but that's, in a way, it's similar to my love of water, because I love a steam iron. Yes. I, um, I don't iron all my clothes. I, I, if I'm being on Clive Anderson, shall I iron a shirt like yes. I did? Um, and I find... So I, yes, I, I bet you had you thought of that just as you were coming here. Yeah, oh no, for ironing, I'm like, I better iron a shirt. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I love, um, I love the whole process of washing, laundry, ironing. So it's the whole what people would now describe as a solution. Yes, is it's the whole thing. So I love putting in with my washing these Lenore. They're called unstoppables. They're like these little pebbles, like, yeah. like pellets. Yes. You chuck them in and they make your laundry smell amazing. So then when you iron them, Do it they releases... Smell of, does it smell of Edinburgh or urine or old shirt? <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 which do you go for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it smells like a priest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a priest with a drink habit and a bladder problem. It's perfect, it's perfect for me. <laughs> Oh, someone's <laughs> got to make these versions because it'd be so funny <laughs> to have. But I go for like a fresh, like, I love a, the smell of lavender. Okay. It's good for me, lavender. You can get ironing water, you know, that you, Lenore make it that you put in the iron and then that releases yeah. fragrance. And then I just love the thing of, I wear like a white shirt for my stand up shows. Yes. And I love iron it very, very straight. And you know what it is, actually? I think because I don't have a proper job, mm. a lot of my stuff is intangible. Yes. That it's still there's a subjective nature to it that you can tell if you've had a better gig or a worse gig. Yes. But there still might be people there that would say it wasn't yeah. as funny as whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and still, obviously, if you're getting uh, laughter, rounds of applause, repeated, yeah. standing ovations, then maybe you think <laughs> people tell me that yeah. that feels very nice. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I've, I've heard as well. <laughs> so I think actually, I never actually feel like I've tangibly done something. Yeah. But with ironing, I can see that I'm making a difference. I'm yeah. like, I've completed that. That is objectively. Yes. Straight. I've solved that problem. Okay. And, and then I like putting it on. I'm like, I ironed that and I made it smell nice and now it's on my body. <laughs> I think, oh, I've, I've sort of treated myself. I just find, I find it very calming. Mm. I love the sense of like making it all nice and smooth. I mean, yeah. I've got technique. I'm very quick at doing it. Collar first, then that bit. Yes. Then sleeves, then maybe, and then do the front bit last because you know. That's, oh, really? Well, that's the bit that people see, isn't it? Yeah, so I know. Well, I if you, know if you, you do that. that first and then you're rotating it over the board. Yeah. If you get a, if you get a really good ironing board that's got like a, 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 a is this sad? This is fascinating. I, I, don't take this in the wrong way, but I'd like to marry you. Because <laughs> 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 no, I, I am married. I have a lovely wife. No, no, I really do. But if I were to say to her. Uh, I know you're a bit busy with one other things you do, but could you just uh, do a bit of ironing for me? <laughs> she might, but she might not. Uh, uh, so I haven't risked it for m- many a long it time. It would be an honour to iron at least one of your shirts, Clive. <laughs> if you ever, just drop them off and I will happily do them. Uh, OK, all right. I do sort of fantasise. I think all... Um, <laughs> I do think... Uh, yeah. I think all people in this line of work occasionally yeah. think, wouldn't it be nice to just have... Uh, you know what I often think about? Yeah. I'd love to just run a florist. I'd call it, I'd call it Nottingham Florist. Yeah. <laughs> <And I'd, laughs> 
just like I can almost see like near a little bridge in Buxton somewhere yeah. and it's like there's a little stream nearby yeah. and like you know a, a life that doesn't involve sort of like always having to write jokes and things like that yeah. and I think in a way if I could do other people's ironing for them that, would, that scratches that itch that I, I, I okay. find it a very calming the you, way you, a, you slightly iron, lost God. me there. We're talking about ironing, but you want to, but you want to be a florist. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just getting a rounded picture of your your inner monologue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sad. Well, I, I think that that must be possible if you want to run a. Fl- I don't know how yeah. easy it is to run a florist, but I'd have thought with your vast TV earnings and stage <laughs> and you show up here, money hand over fist, you're bound to have enough money to buy a fl- because businesses are going out of business all the time. So you probably have to go up in the morning, early in the morning to take deliveries of the flowers and things. Do you know what? I wake up so early. Oh. <laughs> it's very rare that I'm still asleep after 7am. Yeah. yeah. I wake up, not bolt upright, but like, it doesn't, I'm up and I'm ready now yeah. to iron and smell things. <laughs> <laughs> do you just iron your own clothes or do you, do you help out other people's who you, you know, like friends, oh. neighbours, partners, whatever? If, um, yeah. If, if me and my girlfriend are going for a night out, mm. I'd be like, do you need anything ironing? Can I do this? Oh, no. I, just, I was like, oh, it probably does need an iron. I will talk her into letting me iron, like, yeah. a blouse or a, or right. a dress. I, get, I just find this... Take it off first. Don't... Be- <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man, yeah. I just love it. Yeah. Oh, Very right. satisfying feeling. Jolly good. Now, uh, one, we've got one final wonder. Uh, whiskey distillery tours yes now most people would end that you know just whiskey but you actually like the distillery tour is it because you it's the, it's the process you like or is it the free whiskey at the end or or what well the smell somebody the smell is lovely they worked you out that you are a, you're a smeller <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason i elaborated on it was i made the effort to get into whiskey i yeah. think when you first try it it's pretty repellent it's yeah. good, the smell can be quite it can take you back and if you're not sure what you're you need almost in a way you need to be taught how to taste it properly yes and and uh, whenever I go on like if we go on holiday to Italy we'll go to like a vineyard or something yeah or if you go to France you'll go to like you know cheese and you're like well every time I come to Scotland this place is full of whiskey distilleries yes why don't I make the effort so after every Edinburgh festival yeah I go on a different whiskey distillery tour alright and the first one I did was in Edradour in Pitt Lockery right. the smallest distillery in Scotland okay. and you have to hike up through the woods past um, a, a, a waterfall called Black Spout it's beautiful alright and it's this tiny distillery there and the whiskey distillery tours are the best value for money thing you will ever do it's like 10 quid yeah and they show you how it's all made and you get loads of free whiskey. Yes. And they tell you how they make it. So when, when you're there and you're surrounded by like the beautiful Scottish water and the mm. sun and all that and the history of it all and they yeah. say, oh, you can taste like butterscotch. If you just sit you know, bo- at home with a bottle of teachers, yeah. you're not going to taste, no. you know, coffee and cinnamon and stuff like that. But when yeah. you're there and you're surrounded Explaining by it, that's the thing that gets you in. Yeah. And also, I, I think it's like really nice to learn about the history of areas. And often... <laughs> breweries yeah. or distilleries have a lot of social history and they tell you about the yeah. changing laws of the area or yeah. often these things were made to get around legislation I'm sort of interested yeah. by stuff like that and I love getting have drunk you ever been to the I- <laughs> have you ever been to the island of Isla uh, on, uh, sort of like most southerly of sort of Hebridean Islands. It's no, bit, but I'd love to it's, go. It's flat, but every village is the name of a whiskey. <laughs> and so you could spend, uh, uh, I think, a good 10 days there just travelling around from village to village. It's all that peaty kind of whiskey. Oh, lovely. They do there, so. I'd love to do it. Yeah. I just love the whole thing. And then what they do is, what I'll, do, I'll go with my girlfriend and her parents, and they don't really drink whiskey, so they get like three samples each. They don't want theirs. <laughs> yes. I'm just like leathered yeah. by the end of it. It's just yeah. like, you just leave so happy. It's so, great. So is that all right when you're with your girlfriend and their par- and her parents and you say, oh, we're going on another whiskey distillery. <laughs> uh, we, we did say, uh, well, it might be ten years ago now, we don't actually like whiskey. So, so all we're doing is carrying a drunk home. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that, yeah. <laughs> um, it does sound less good yes. for them. You could go to the, uh, you know, the Highland Spring bottling plant for a tour of water. Yeah, you know what? Or the water works. Be <laughs> we actually went past it on the way to... And I was like, do you reckon they'd let us in? And they thought that was a step too far. Yes. I would love to go to the Highland Spring distil- um, bottling plant. Yeah, but it's I, only going to be a pipe coming out the ground and, and in, in, you know, in, in, with the bottles lined up. Yeah, but I, I would still, to be around that much water... <laughs> <laughs> and, and a brand I mean I can't tell yeah. the difference obviously between Evian Volvic Highland Spring if I'm drinking no. it but I do if I'm in like WH Smiths in London I will like 
mm. by Scottish. I'm yeah. like, well, that's from Scotland, so I'll, I'll yeah. favour that over the French stuff, even though it's probably all the same. When, when so I've been be nice away uh, filming sometimes and doing documentaries, a late night game <laughs> we got into playing was, was lining up and do a blind tasting of whiskies. And the great thing is, if you if they, you t- do them neat and you you read it, after the first one, you can't tell the difference between anyone. Yeah. So you can put a scotch in there, you know, bourbon. You can even throw in a brandy, and people can't tell the difference. <laughs> and scotch flavour mostly comes from the barrels. The, it's this age, oh. which comes from the the sherry or the bourbon or whatever else has been in it. So distilled spirit is 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 clear and tasteless. Yes. Yeah. And that's where it gets its colour. So the ones that are done in sherry casks are that lovely. Yeah. Oh, they do them in red wine casks, and then they have that lovely dark yeah. red, and you can taste the sweetness. I met a guy in America who told me that they... I mean, I'm really like... I'm gonna, that makes it sound like yeah. he was like some shaman. Yeah. All he did was tell me that there's a whiskey company that takes the barrels out on the sea, yeah. and they're at sea all year round, and they think that a bit of the salt air gets in, uh, and you can taste it. Now, that could just be marketing yes. rubbish. Yeah. Um, but I probably will buy a Look, bottle. Matt, we, we've come to the end of your wonders. We've come to the end of our time. I've conscious I haven't really dealt with uh, much with your whole range of impersonations. When you when you do spitting image, who, what are the, what are the voices that you do? What's uh, what's your favourite ones? And are they people who are about to leave the political scene, <laughs> yes. giving, worrying you? Do you do Boris? You do Boris. I do Boris Johnson. Yes, yeah. yeah. so, and I prefer doing them on spitting image is good fun. But it's, I, I prefer doing them like doing them live is yeah. far more. Uh, um, the, even the way that they move, yeah. and, and, and I want to be treated like that. Fantastic interviewer, and the way that you know, all the different things that you notice about. Yes. It. In a way, it's a yeah. form of observational comedy. Yeah. And uh, the way that when he's asked a question, that initially incredulous, but you lie to the public. Yeah. You go, oh, come on! <laughs> that sort of fake incredulous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know the ah. Uh, uh, yeah. He has that. Bi- I only noticed that recently. Does that like, the big wide? Yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah. We're going to get on with that. Uh, yeah. uh, Living up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you will sort of uh, go, go fast. Yeah. And uh, yes, the party was in the pre-beauty yeah. 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 lockdown, like Captain Hindsight, yeah. the party Yes, I will. Mad to watch. Yeah. So, I mean, he is. He is a bit of a gift, isn't he? Because he's kind of a caricature of a character in the first I mean, the other... Th- so I do Trump as well, as I said yeah. earlier. I, I do Rishi and I do... Um, and what's Rishi? Rishi's quite... Keir he's, he's pretty yeah. smooth, isn't he? I mean, well, he is. I mean, Roy Bremner's made this point before. A lot of them sound like Tony Blair. Yeah. So it's almost like making an Italian meal. You, you have to start with onions and garlic, and, like, Blair is your base stock. OK. <laughs> but, <laughs> so, yeah, yes, it, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of things that you realise about him, Clive. Yes, it's right, by the yeah. way, that we invested not only in the NHS, but we reformed it. Yeah. And... You know, I yeah. uh, sort of have moments. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's sort of Blair. And then yeah. Rishi is kind of almost like a sort of helium version. But we smashed it. Yeah, yeah. there's a kind of nasal, I want to make it a safer society. There's a bit of a lisp there. Yeah. And he's totally pathetic. We smashed it. Yeah. yeah. You're that sort of weird, sad yeah. kind of guy. Um, Keir Starmer, actually, you know, it's always the ones that people say, oh, they're kind of harder to do. Yeah. Or people assume they will be. In a way, that's more fun because mm. then you're the person who's noticing stuff. Yeah. With Boris, a million people sure. have noticed yeah. about him. With Starmer, he sounds a bit like Ed Miliband. Yeah. So, you know, Clive, you know, Ed Miliband, <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The way it was mad how yeah. funny he was, actually. And Keir Starmer has a bit of that. Yeah. But Clive, I've got to. Tell you, you know, a, yeah. the phrase, he always has his right hand out actually yeah. at the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> it's, if you want to get yeah. a Keir Starmer, because it's got enough vowels to get the block yeah. nose, but then it's the staccato. He and he's kind of holding, he's holding his voice back in a sort of way with the way you're. That's a, yes. a good observation. I, I can now see because when impersonators do people, we now realise what we've been listening to all this yes. time. It's quite the, a, the skill you've got is to notice it and and encapsulate it. That's. Uh, Sorry, I'm turning it to Boris. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, that thing you did with Tony Blair there, where he's uh, that by the way thing, that he, as soon as he just wants to change the subject, oh, and by the way, we did such a thing. Yeah, it is by the way. You answer the question. Yeah. But they're really, yeah. he is, uh, and I've interviewed, I, I do a podcast for yeah. an interview politician. I've had Tony Blair on an interview yeah. Gordon Brown the other week. Yeah. And there, there are politicians that are a cut above, and they, uh, yeah. you are in the presence of people that are very, very good at, yeah. Yeah, yeah. frankly, finding yeah. a way, Clive, yeah. to. Yeah, and also, it's, it's moving, changing yeah. the impression with... Uh, so Tony Blair's voice now, you may have noticed, is a lot drier at the back. Yeah. And, you know, particularly when he says a word like party. Yeah. You know, yeah. My, <laughs> my 
you know, the Labour Party now yeah. Yeah. has kind of got a biscuity crumbliness. Yes, yeah, and yeah, then that's true. Obviously, yeah. what we, you need with Blair is he would channel emotion. Yeah. You know, she was the people's princess. Yeah. yeah. And you just need that little, just that yeah. little squeak. Some to, actor in him. But, yeah, yeah, but he does, they, they look like giants now, don't they? Tony Blair, Gordon Brown, he, even the John Major, who didn't seem that impressive at the time. <laughs> he's, he's a wise old statesman. Yeah. But is that just, uh, we're getting old, or I'm getting old and thinking those were better in those days, and we never like the ones who are around now. They'll, in, in ten years' time, we'll be thinking about, wasn't it great when Boris was around? Well, such, a, <laughs> such, such, such a wise old, wise old old man in charge of things he knew how to get those injections out <laughs> but there is a sort of I guess you have to give credit even to Boris Johnson for the things that they yeah, get yeah, right yeah. But, I, but I think certainly then the reason why we're fond of perhaps some of those yeah. people is Tony Blair did win three elections yes he was popular for a period of time yeah. John Major in 1992 had that sensational victory he was yeah. Prime Minister for seven years you, you can't be Prime Minister for no. an extended period of time if you're not either good at it or popular so I don't think it's unusual to, to like this it. is my fault we've got to end now because oh, I've, I've, just, I've just got you going on your great <laughs> impressions I thought I mustn't just ask you to do your impressions but oh yes I will Matt Ford thank you very much thank you for sharing your seven wonders with me now I have to choose the wonder of wonders from your list of seven uh, the one which struck me as particularly wonderful uh, in the way that you did it well there was such an extraordinary range of wonders it's, this is quite a hard one to, to get right um, but I think um, I think <laughs> I don't know what to, to clue. I think maybe the first one you do, I think curry, I think yeah. deserves a mention. So curry is your wonder of wonders. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Clark. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode of My Seven Wonders, it would be wonderful if you could rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. Thank you for listening. Seven Wonders with Clive Anderson is a Stack production in association with Alaska TV and powered by the Acast Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.